Thank you for tuning in to our North Point Community Church podcast. Wherever you are in your faith journey, we pray that as you listen to this message, you will be encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at ncc.team. We were created to live on purpose. And living on purpose, it's going to require us to be bolder than we are used to. It's going to require us to lean in harder. It's going to require us to do some things that get us out of our comfort zone. But it's worth it because the world is waiting for us to step up and be the leaders and the daughters of God that he called us to be from the very beginning. Amen? Amen. Amen. And you know, you may feel broken. Even after we prayed, you may say, you know, I don't know quite if God can use the mess that is me. This is the great news, is that the gospel story is so simple. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, 2,000 years ago, came through time and space to rescue each one of us, not on our best day, not on the day where we feel like we look cute, not on that day, on our worst day, the day we're most ashamed of, the day that maybe nobody else knows about. That's when Jesus came and rescued us. But he didn't just rescue us so that we could spend eternity with him. He rescued us so that we could live whole and free and on purpose. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight because we're on this journey and maybe you're still checking out what being a Jesus follower looks like. Well, good news, that's what this entire message, entire night is going to be about is how do we live on purpose as Jesus followers. And so if we're trying to figure out what it looks like to follow Jesus, maybe we should see what Jesus said about following him. We can look at Luke 9, starting in verse 23. If you did not bring your Bible, do not worry. We have a big Bible in the sky. Luke 9, starting in verse 23. And then he said to the crowd, talking about Jesus, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross daily and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but are you yourself lost or destroyed? If any of you wants to be my follower, if you want to be a Christ follower, you must give up your own way and carry your cross daily. We have to give up our own way. Anybody like their own way? I don't even like Burger King, but I do like to have it my way. I have a little two-year-old girl, and she has already figured out that she likes to have it her way. That is something that we all have in common. We like it our way. But to be a Christ follower, we have to give up our own way. We have to pick up our cross, and then we have to follow Jesus. But the good news is that we know what Jesus did when he had to stay on purpose. Because it's not easy to live on purpose. Anybody figured that out? Have you ever gotten tired just listening to someone else's to-do list? Or worse, watching someone else work out? True confession, 
I got tired watching my grandmother work out. This is true. She made me work out with her personal trainer, and halfway through, I quit. I mean, she's my grandmother, right? Like, most embarrassing moment of my life. But sometimes that's how it feels. It feels like I should be able to do that. I should be able to stay on purpose. I should be able to handle what's on my plate. I should be able to do this without falling under anxiety and depression. I should, but destiny, I'm just so tired. But we don't have to give in to that bone-chilling exhaustion. Look, we're all going to be tired from time to time. I think it's a good thing when we fall into our beds tired from loving the people in our world, from working hard, from doing our very best. But we don't have to give in to that kind of tiredness that creeps into your soul and keeps you from living on purpose because God has given us his spirit. See, the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. And that is a beautiful picture of Holy Spirit perspective. See, the Holy Spirit takes us to a place that we can't go on our own. We aren't eagles. We aren't God. We can't see from his vantage point, but he can give us a new perspective. He can give us a generational perspective. He can give us a community perspective. He can give us an eternal perspective. Where then when we walk out the day-to-day, when we run the journey, we don't have to get so incredibly exhausted. We can have his strength on the inside of us. But still, we go through difficult seasons. I feel like that's kind of been the theme of this night, is even in the shadows, even in the difficult times, even when all you know is that he's just here now. I can't really, I don't have enough mental space to go beyond that. We all know that those times exist if we're going to live on purpose. But Jesus stayed on purpose all the way to the end. And in his darkest time, he gives us some keys that we can use to live on purpose too. When Jesus was getting ready to go to the cross, he gives us some things that we can follow because he's our example. And the first thing is this, is that he started his day with prayer. The most difficult day in human history, the day that God would be crucified, the day that God would die, started in a garden where Jesus prayed. And this was a habit that Jesus had all through his time on earth. He had a habit of praying. He had a habit of leaning into the Father. And we know from the scriptures that he found comfort there, that he found clarity of his vision there, that he found everything he needed to stay on purpose. How do we start our days? The internet? You know, anybody just before they even open their eyes, reach for their phone? Am I the only one? Social media? Email? TV? Griping? Complaining? Rushing? All of those things, 
We start our days that way, and we wonder why we don't have the energy and the peace that we need to be able to live on purpose. Now, look, you don't have to do any big thing. You don't have to, like, have a perfect devotion complete with, like, an Instagram post. No, but we can take a moment. We can take a moment in the beginning of the day, the very first thing, just to connect with God, just to remind him of the things that we are going to be facing and to ask him for what we need. And in that moment, we will find the comfort we need and we'll find the clarity that we need. The the second thing that Jesus did is that he had patience with those around him. He had patience with those around him. In the garden, Jesus um, asked his friends to stay up and pray with them. Anybody ever ask someone in your household to do something and they didn't do it? No? Did you have Jesus' patient response? I didn't this morning at all. He was patient with the people around him. He asked them twice. He said, will you please stay up with me, and yet he was patient with them because they didn't know what was going on. They didn't understand what was at stake. And each of us in our own lives are with people and leading people who are in different stages of different journeys with us. And we have to choose to have patience. We have to choose to be patient with those around us because getting angry and getting frustrated and talking about them and doing all of those things, that's just going to sap our energy and keep us from living on purpose. And here's the truth, is that you need patience to be shown to you. And I need patience to be shown to me. So I better follow Jesus' example and be patient with those who are around me. The third thing is this, is that he healed hurts he didn't cause. He healed hurts he didn't cause. So Jesus is in the garden, and and his friends have fallen asleep, and they didn't pray with him. And then a mob comes to arrest Jesus, and one of his friends, Peter, who kind of was a hothead, got really, really upset, and is like, this is my time. I know it. I had a sword. I had it just for this moment. And he cuts off the ear of one of the people who came to arrest Jesus. And Jesus heals the man's ear. Jesus didn't hurt the man, but he heals a hurt that he did not cause. There's a quote that one of our pastors brought to my attention this week, and it's this. It may not be my fault, but it is my time. It may not be my fault, but it is my time. Racism may not be my fault, I may not be responsible for 300 years of horrible history, but it is my time to say this is the end. We're not doing this anymore. We're going to fix things once and for all. Poverty may not be my fault, but it is my time. I can lean in and help help fix broken systems. 
Grief may not be my fault. Abuse, it may not be my fault, but it is my time. And isn't that what Jesus asked of us? He said for us to feed the hungry and to give water to the thirsty and to visit those who were in prison and to take care of the sick. He didn't say if you took their food, feed them, and if you made them sick, visit them. He said go and find the hurts of a world that you never caused and fix them up just like I I did. And this is what's so great, is that when Jesus healed that man's ear, he didn't just save that man's ear, he saved Peter's life. And when we step into gaps that society has tried so hard to fix, but that only the miracle working power of the Holy Spirit can really heal, we can see both sides mended. We stand in the gap. Fourth thing Jesus did is he spoke truth, but he wasn't afraid of silence. See, Jesus was put in front of all of these judges and tribunals, and he was shuffled back and forth, and he was beaten, and he was abused. And he would speak the truth, but he wasn't afraid of silence. He didn't answer every accusation. He didn't correct every misstatement. He stayed on purpose. And we can't get distracted and feel like every fight is ours to fight, that we have to jump into every conversation with both feet and guns ablazing. We can't be those people because we have to stay on purpose. Yes, speak the truth, but also don't be afraid of the silence. Yes, tell what's wrong. Speak out against injustice, but don't be afraid to back up and to let your life and to let your actions speak for themselves because living on purpose with our words and with our deeds and the way that we are together, it will preach more than 50 sermons and 50,000 Facebook posts. The fifth thing that Jesus did is that Jesus shared the burden. You know, we don't think of this very often, but as I was just going through this story and I saw this so clearly. Jesus has been beaten and he's been abused and he is being asked to carry his cross to the place of crucifixion. And along the way, our Savior, our Mighty One, falls and he can't carry the cross any further. What a moment. And the Romans draft in a passerby to pick up his cross and to carry it the rest of the way. As women, we can choose so many times not to be vulnerable enough to say, I need help. I need help. I can't carry this alone. I can't carry what I've been asked to by myself anymore. I need help. And this is the thing is that God never intended you to carry things alone. He intended for us to live in community, to work in community, to make a difference in community. The Bible says so incredibly clearly in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light." A yoke is something that was shared between two. 
And you can see this a couple different ways. You can see it as you're supposed to be walking side by side with Jesus and with the Holy Spirit and that that burden is supposed to be shared between the two of you. But I think we should also see it as we're supposed to be in community and it's supposed to be a shared burden. And that when I'm vulnerable with you and tell you, hey, I'm struggling, I'm not gonna quit, but I need you to remember me. I need you to pray for me. I need you to encourage me. Hey, I really wanna kill my husband, but I'm not going to. So could you just maybe give me some advice. Hey, when I call for help, I know you'll be there, but so many times we just keep our mouths shut because we're prideful or we're afraid. We're prideful because we're not sure that we want anybody to know that we can't do all the things. And we're afraid because we wonder if anybody really cares if we do cry out. And as long as we're silent, we can at least pretend like they might. This is the truth. God cares. The community cares. There are people who care. Don't suffer in silence. Share the burden. Follow the example of Jesus. The sixth thing is this, is that he offered a personal invitation. He offered a personal invitation. Jesus is crucified between two thieves. And in the midst of his suffering and in the midst of his biggest mission, he offers a personal invitation to this thief to spend eternity with him. So many times we can find ourselves trying to live on purpose and we're so excited about the program we forget the people. We're so excited about the mission that we forget the man who's checking you out at Target so slow is a person the politician that we're picketing is a person. The person who we're dealing that they're people. And people are what matters to God. We can never get over just issuing a personal invitation to seeing those around us. I, I, I went to an event the other day and and it was somebody in our church, and, and I met one of their coworkers. And I said, hey, yeah, we go to North Point Community Church. Um, this, this person goes there too. They looked at me like I was crazy. They said, they go to church? I, I've been looking for a church for a year. They never said anything. If we're gonna live on purpose the way Jesus lived on purpose, we can't have our church life and the rest of life. We have to live on purpose every day. We have to be who we are everywhere. We don't have to be those weird people. You know what I'm talking about. Don't be those weird people. Be those real people. Be those people who love big who offered the personal invitation. And the last thing that Jesus did is he ended the day with forgiveness. See, Jesus hung on a cross. And the last thing he did was he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. He's talking about the people who crucified him 
he's talking about people who seem to know what they were doing. And yet he forgave without reservation. And he demands that we do the same thing. We have to forgive our enemies. We have to forgive those who are against us and continue to be against us. We have to forgive our abusers. We have to forgive our family. We have to forgive husbands. We have to forgive ex-boyfriends. We have to forgive children. We have to forgive our mothers and our fathers because that's what Jesus did. And see, when Jesus forgave on the cross, he gave us freedom. But when we forgive, we get freedom. We have to begin our day with prayer and end it with forgiveness so that we can live a life just like Jesus did on purpose. Hebrews 12 verses 1 through 4 tells us the key to carrying our cross daily. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. We have to have our eyes fixed for the fight. We have to have our eyes fixed for the fight, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, the author and the finisher of our faith, the designer, the constructor, all the steps down to the very last one of our faith. Fix your eyes on Jesus. We have to fix our eyes on Jesus. They say, Destiny, that's really, really simple. Is it? Because I have to do it every day. When I start my day with prayer because I need comfort for the things that I know I'm going to face, the challenges that I know are coming, and I start that day. And sometimes, don't you know that the day starts at 7 p.m. after you are getting ready to put your kids to bed? I mean, it's like, okay, I know what's coming. And I have a choice. Am I going to worry or am I going to pray? Am I going to gossip or am I going to pray? Am I going to complain or am I going to pray? Because only one of those things is going to give me the comfort and the clarity that I need to stay on purpose. Here at North Point Community Church, we believe in creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community through the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at ncc.team or follow us on any social media platform at CC North Point.